Juice, we just had one hell of a football weekend, didn't we? Oh, man, yes, we did. That Dolphin game ran a little longer than I expected, but. What, you'll take a seven-hour game every week if yeah, we can get the W? Yeah, yeah, I will, but maybe not every week. But it was yeah. a big weekend, and we had a blast at the game. But, Seth, when I can't get to the stadium or the game's on the road, my go-to spot is the all-new Uncle Al Sports Cafe in Sunrise. You been there yet? I have been there. In fact, they just hosted our most recent Five Reasons Sports Network watch party, and guys are still talking about it. They took over the entire outdoor patio. Yes, they have the patio. Plenty of great places to see all the games. The food is delicious, and their specials every Thursday and Sunday can't be missed. No doubt, Juice. In fact, this Thursday, they have $13 domestic buckets, $18 import buckets, and $5 fireball shots. Fireball. What, what the hell is a fireball <laughs> shot? You know me. Like, I don't What's a fireball shot? Yeah, you know what? Even on Sundays, they have even more deals and more giveaways, including the TV. That television is something you don't want to miss if you can snag that. So make sure you get over to the all-new Uncle Al Sports Cafe, located at 10035 Sunset Strip. And tell them OJ sent you. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, O-N. This is strictly for them true fans, yeah. Dolphins. Number one. one, of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the fish tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Yes, Seth Levitt with OJ McDuffie. Juice, how we doing today? What's going on, Big Seth? Man, a lot is going on. It's a busy day for us, and somehow, some way, we were able to double dip on the interviews. Right. Made that early morning call. And this guy that is sitting here with us right now in the fish tank not only responded, but within about 30 minutes committed to the interview. And two hours later, he's sitting here in the fish tank studios. David Bowens, welcome to the fish tank, man. Hey, 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 what's up? Debo. I, I, I wish I was able to hear that sweet live-ass music you got. Oh, yeah. you have to hear that in playback. <laughs> Solo D, man. Solo D made it happen. That guy, That's you know. Sweet. We're in season now. Solo D has a new song every week. Have you ever followed yeah. him? Oh, yeah. You got to jump on Solo D on Instagram or Twitter. All okay. Dolphins Every song, yeah. week he has a new Dolphins Depending on the opponent song. that they're playing against. Yeah, it's nice. brilliant. I wish man. we would have had that back then when we were playing. He's yeah. actually going to be in the MetLife Takeover, too, um, performing for... I think they've sold it out for all the Dolphins up in New York, New it's York crazy. area, tri-state nice. area. It's nice. uh, it's it's ridiculous. The the tailgate they have there, as well as you know the game, they take up a whole section in MetLife. Are you going up for it? I wish, man, but I, I say that every year. But life gets in the way down here. Yeah, so, it does. Know. Yeah, it yeah. does in a hurry. Speaking of MetLife, Debo spent some time in New York, and we'll get into that in a little New bit York. as well. But uh, yeah, David Bowens was a defensive end for the Dolphins from '01 to '06, '07, and you know he was a wild child. Yeah, he was. So we, we're excited to have him here in the yeah, fish. And I didn't, get, oh, a, man. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to play with him. <laughs> Let you me know see what that mean? again. So, we're going to have to so tweet I, I knew, I, I knew from, uh, from afar that he was a little bit of a wild child. But, <laughs> yeah. he, could, but he could play some football. He could play some football. Athlete he could also play some basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, so we'll have to talk about all that. Uh, all that plenty today. to talk about, too. <laughs> there really is a lot. So you know what? Let's do that. We like to start from the beginning. We'll dial it back a little bit because you went to Michigan, yeah. played hoops and football there. Talk to us a little bit about what that experience was. Why was one sport uh, more important to you than the other? And, you know, just kind of the journey before you got to Miami because it wasn't, you know, some of these no. guys got it easy. They yeah. got that, hey, with the first pick, the Miami Dolphins select, and then some guys got to grind a little bit. Yeah, I, I had you go. to. Uh, you know, I was... Uh, <laughs> uh, not saying that we have a little bit of both here at this <laughs> no, table. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah we, we have a first round and a fifth round here. But uh, I, was, I was a high school All-American. I always knew Michigan was my choice. 
um, growing up in Detroit. So Fab know, Five. Fab Five, I came right on the end of that. Actually, when I was in high school, we used to go to the Michigan games with the Fab Five. And we used to go in the locker room. And I've never seen anything like it. How relaxed they were and how cool they were and how much love that they got. And, and Woodson and I, Charles Woodson and I, we all came in the same class, 95. Actually, Tom Brady was in that class, too. That was our freshman class at Michigan. And Oh, yeah, Tom Brady, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Who the yeah. hell was recruiting yeah. for that yeah. squad? I, I don't know, God. man, but we, hey, we were batting a 1,000. But it, it was one of those deals where I had all these accolades coming out of high school, and my main focus was just to go to the NFL. Not, I'm just, you know, being real. real. So yeah. it was just one of those deals where I didn't take school seriously, and I was smart. That was that was a crazy thing. Like I took I took the ACT one time. I got a 25. I quit. I didn't have to take the SAT because it wasn't required at the time. So I just didn't do work. Like I didn't go to class. I didn't like going to class. And then it was a, at a critical moment in my life when I was 18 where I first met my biological parents. I was adopted, and it was that's a, right. You grew up in the foster care yeah. system. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it, it was just one of those deals where I I let that be an excuse for me, and I didn't take school seriously. And I was I was getting into fights on the weekends with the fraternities, and oh man, it was a big deal. And Lloyd Carr did the best thing he could have done for me, which was to expel me from the team. Hmm. And so I took a year off, and I said, ah, where am I going to go? So a lot of Division One AA schools were recruiting me at the time, and so I picked uh, Western Illinois. So I went there for four months and got drafted. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you had to be doing something right yeah, to man. still get drafted after all that. Well, if he had the, you know, it's amazing that Michigan even kicked him out. You know, usually they, they keep cats like Yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> make, I, it, I, make it work. I mean, you, I you heard, heard you go to class I mean, or not, or not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I heard Channing talk about the three things. Yeah. And I was doing, I, I was. Did he get, did I, he get I, two I was, out of three? I was being a dick, and I wasn't going to class. So yeah. they were like, hey, man. Hey, football got, was there, but everything else was. Yeah, football was great. I mean, I'm still the sack leader at the school as a sophomore. I was the first freshman to start in Michigan since 1975. All that stuff. Right. They, they was like, so? Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the hell out of represent that M well for me. Oh, I still, I still do, though. Man. I, know. I, I have I, to. I mean, after I've grown up and spent some time in the league, I still talk to Greg Madison, who's a defensive line coach there. I still have a lot of ties in Ann Arbor. I actually take kids now from the inner city. I take them up to Ann Arbor once a year. We go to a football game and go, awesome. go visit my high school and catch Ann Arbor game. It's, it's a great campus, man. I, I visited. That's one of my, my top three visits when I was coming out. And uh, Desmond Howard and I went up there together. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He enjoyed it a little bit more than I did, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I, I, that was my first sip of alcohol. Really, in my life when I went to, went up to Michigan. Oh, man. Here we go with the recruiting story. So, so it wasn't a very good trip the rest of the way. So that's yeah. probably why I think a couple of those guys saw me. I think throw up. Yeah. So there's no way I could show up again on campus, you know, as a, as oh, a yeah. freshman. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. I, I have a good recruiting story, if you <laughs> mind me telling I mean, go ahead. Roll it out. You know, you, everyone knows the great Tuan Russell. Absolutely. <laughs> the great <laughs> Tuan Russell. Love the guy to death. But there was a point in Tuan's life where he was a little bit, he parted yeah. a little bit. He wasn't he, the God-fearing man oh that we know gosh. today. Okay. And, and, you know, and Tuan admits it. He oh, admits yeah. That. Absolutely. He, he does. So I'll never forget it. December, if not, Debo just did for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> out. There now, <laughs> December third, nineteen ninety four. Never forget. It was my senior wow. year, my senior year, and we were just getting ready. We just won a state championship for basketball, and we were getting ready to start. We won a state championship for football. We we're getting ready to start basketball. So I had lined up my five official visits to start December third and carry on through. So my first visit was University of Miami, and I picked them because they said I could play basketball and football. So we get down to Miami, and my roommate in college was named Diallo Johnson. Good friend of mine went to the same high school. He was our quarterback. So we come down, we're partying, 
and we're at this house. Like I coming from Detroit, and it's December third. It's snowing. We get to Miami. You're in Miami and Coral Gables. It's fucking palm trees, and it's like <laughs> we go to a house. I can't remember who exactly was there, uh, but one of our previous teammates from high school had just went there, Cameron Binion. So he was already at the University of Miami. So we go to this house party, and it's like three football players had this house in Coral Gables with a swimming pool. It was like the craziest shit I've ever seen. So we're drinking, we're drinking, and Antoine Russell was one of the hosts. And I I wasn't, I didn't even know who he was, but he was egging this drinking game on. And like we were taking shots of Seagram's gin. Oh, man. Supposedly. It was Dixie Cups. And so I'm tossing them back. I never drank before. But my, my boy Diallo, he's like, Hey man, come on, my boy David, I'll drink all y'all. And so <laughs> He's hyping you up. I'm talking. And cash, you've never had a drink. I'm talking cash shit. I'm all American. I'm like, I'm finna take all y'all job. I'm finna take all you linebackers. I'm about to take all y'all job. So Diallo's like egging me on. I'm taking back shot after shot after shot. I take like seven, eight shots of Seagram's Gin. I get sick. They talking about they want to go to this club, pack jam, <laughs> uh, a whole bunch of things they wanted to do. They take me back to the hotel. I'm throwing up. I got academic meetings the next day. I'm hungover, smelling like alcohol the whole day. Long story short. You went to the University of Michigan. (laughs) I went to the University of Michigan. All right, all this shit happened. And then I come to Miami in 01, and I get in a special teams meeting, 7.30 in the morning. I'm sitting next to this guy, and I'm looking at him. Say, oh, you look so familiar. So another day goes by, another day goes by. I'm going, like, this shit is consuming me. I go back to the hotel. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? So then I'm looking at his name because I looked at his number. I looked through the, the media guy. I'm like, that's fucking Twan Russell. So next day I'm like, hey, man, is your name Twan Russell? Yeah. You went to University of Miami? Yeah. I want to kick your fucking ass, man. <laughs> he was like, I'm not like that anymore. I'm not that guy. <laughs> that is great. Oh, but oh, but here's the, here's the kicker. When we were doing the drinking game, whoever – I was drinking against was taking water. Water, I've stopped. Yeah, he was taking water. Yeah, that's and I was, I was getting that's smashed. That's the old school trick, right? I was there, getting man. smashed. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I, I deserved. That I deserved. that hurricane thing. Right. That is too funny. I'm, I'm digging the house with the pool. Yeah, yeah, the house with the pool. I yeah. just can't wait to get Twan here in the tank. Yeah. Now. Ah! Say, hey, Twan. By himself. the way, yeah, yeah. So listen, you said you were uh, you, you heard Channing. And one of the things I'm excited about, Juice, is there's no guest that we've had that has listened to the Fish Tank as much as Debo. You've been an avid listener, man. We appreciate the support. From the first episode. I, I I really love it because as an older player and in my 40s, it's like I always talk about the old times. And that's something that former players we miss is the camaraderie, the locker room, the talking shit, cracking jokes on each other, getting on, you know, when the rookies get on the plane <laughs> the with plane. fucked up suits, <laughs> oh, we let their ass have it. So that's the stuff we miss, man. And it's like listening to these stories, it just brings us back. It's like I'm, I'm still 24 again. Yeah, I tell you, in the, in the plane is the funny part. No matter what you're wearing, you can't win on the plane. Can't win. No matter what. Can't win. You you could, be, you could be dressed to a T, and it's like you tell you you're going to church or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or you get bummed out, and they ask, like, what are you, ask if you're homeless or something. You can't, no matter what you're wearing on the plane, you can't win. And it, even if you're looking at your best, you know, everybody, oh, he's got his fucking Easter suit yeah. on. It's like, <laughs> like, damn, I thought I was shot right. this morning. Oh, no, fuck that. Yeah, no. I got introduced to a tailor after my first time on the, on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had to get yourself a tailor. You, you had point. to get a tailor's suit, man. It's just because if you show up with the Burlington Coat Factory joint, <laughs> They will let your like. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like you. There's a certain Any standard. Excuse to get on. There's you. a certain standard, and then some guys just didn't care. Like Timbo. Well, so what am I gonna say nothing to him though? Would he? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Timbo will wear Timberlands 
jeans and a like they say Timbo, you gotta wear a fucking collar shirt. I wear a polo. That's like he's still, all right. He, he and Troy wearing, Drayton were on that yeah. same. He's plan. probably wearing it right yeah, now. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Timbo, do not spend money, man. Smart. That's why he's got it Timbo's now. Smart. No question. No, no talk question. about Timbo and and you played defensive line and and boy the guys that were in that room because Drew said that one of the things that really kind of solidified your position on the team is that the defensive guys respected yeah. you and had yeah. your back and. You were in that room with some characters, man. Man, I, t- I tell you, and that's what. not to diminish your no, role no, as a character. No, I, I mean I was one. <laughs> you I was one of, he's a contributor. Yeah, I was one. Of the, I was one of the mod squad, man. But if you look at it, I mean myself, Jason Taylor, Vonnie Holiday, Kevin Carter, Keith Trailer, Matt Roth. Oh man, oh, man. I you're mean, missing a guy. You're missing a guy that we just had a podcast on. There was a guy that OJ had a, had a few <laughs> words with. Oh, Big Shorty, Big Shorty, Cheryl Gardner. Yeah, but that was that was at the end of Shorty's career. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, that was a funny dude, man! Oh, man! Daryl so Gardner. You gotta was, have some shorty stories because you guys, you guys ran together. That a little was bit. my right hand man. You know, it, for a while, I'm a cancer, so naturally, you're mess- talking zodiac, right? Not yeah. your, not your position on the team. Oh no, 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 no. I was, If I was a cancer, it was a good way. Like I was the okay. one starting shit, getting ready, everybody ready to go. But shorty was like, he was an introvert. So was I. So one of the uh, one thing that I liked about shorty was that he was very, he was generous. Like, and when I first got to Miami, I didn't mess with a lot of guys on the team. Like, it was just me and my brother. Like, my brother was like my other right-hand man. Everywhere I went, he went. And, you know, one day, Shorty was just, it was in the offseason. He was like, let's just, let's go grab a lunch. And I had just gotten to Miami from Green Bay. I'm like, okay, we'll go grab a lunch. I'm, I'm thinking, like, Chili's or some shit. And it's like, we're at the strip club at 12 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> We're at the strip club at, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, it was a huge culture shock for me. And then, you know, just hanging out with Shorty and, you know, just partying and, and drinking. It was like he was just a guy that was kind of like me. Like a lot of people have a misconception about him because they only see him from the outside. And, you know, I got to see him in an intimate sense where we talked and, you know, we knew each other's families. I told him, you know, my story about being adopted and then he wanted to open up foster homes. You know, he had a, he had an interesting story. And But aside from that, we partied a lot. <laughs> we, we, we partied like we, we used to go to the strip club at 12 in the afternoon we see two on a work day we see two shifts of of girls like (laughs) we leave at like nine o'clock Get up, get up at seven thirty. Go work out and do it all. When you're there for the shift change, you've been there a little too long. Long time, yeah. Or you go, or get there at the right time. Yeah, that's possible. You got to plan it accordingly. But no I'm guessing it wasn't the or. I'm thinking <laughs> right. it was the. Yeah, the I mean, it, it was like it was like Cheers, man. We go to the spot, and Big Shorty walk in, everybody go Daryl. Well, right. he wasn't like, hiding from anybody, right? That's no, for sure. He, it's I, hard. To. Speaking of, yeah, he wasn't hiding just from sheer size and also the way he ran. And you know, one of the things I don't know, Juice, if you were still there at this point, but one day. You know, everybody's out at practice, and I think Stu gets the radio or something, but this tractor trailer pulls up uh-huh. for Shorty, and it's Dale Gardner has a delivery. And, <laughs> and so so he's like, oh, y'all got to come see this. And he, like, he gathers all these guys. They got to come see his delivery. And this trailer pulls up, and they roll out not one, but two convertible Bentley Right, two, two. Wow. One two. was, I think, pearl, white. Pearl, right? white. And then another I forget. one was, like, black. Yeah, yeah. and, and – 
But then he's like, no, no, you got to and, and a crowd starts gathering around. You know, there's two players, then there's six players, and, and, and it starts to see through the locker room. Shorty's out there with Bentley. Shorty's out there with Bentley. <laughs> the white one, I think, had, like, chinchilla, like, the yeah, carpet. Yeah. Fur, fur rugs and suede headlines. I've never seen anything. I, I mean, I haven't seen Bentleys to begin with. But this thing, it, well, he didn't just get a Bentley. And then right. next thing I know, like, the next day, Debo's driving the damn Bentley. <laughs> hey man, it, it was just it was you know they, they were boys. Yeah, we were. Well, they boys. were tight, man. Daryl was the type of dude that would give you the shirt off his back even if it had holes in it. And it was like I was a, I was like my third year at this point. Like I got drafted as a 19 year old rookie. Like you were 19, like borderline wow. 18 because I was I was fairly young. Like for two years I was the youngest guy in the league. So you know I'm 20 when I'm in Miami, and it's like. A hell of a role model, yeah. you know, and it's like I'm 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 making minimum. I had just got signed. I was a free agent. I got signed in October, and here uh, Shorty showing me all this love, and I was just I was his confident, you know, homeboy, and it was just one of those deals where if if Shorty had it, I had it. Right. And like I, I had a townhouse in Pembroke Pines. You know, me and my brother, we were staying in there, and it was not, not a big deal. And I go out to Parkland, and Shorty has his five acre compound. Right. That was, place was unbelievable. So you I would, I would, the pictures, yeah. yeah, I would stay there on the weekends. Like we would go party, and I just go back to Shorty's house, and we would just stay there. And then on Monday, we start over from work. And so that was one of the deals. Did where you Shorty, stay in the secret room? That oh he he oh I got a story <laughs> about I got a story about Shorty had a weight room that was separated from his house. That was almost an exact replica of the Miami Dolphins weight room. He had all the equipment. He had a sauna, a shower, a steam room, massage table. He had all that stuff. It was like, damn, I want to say 1,900 square feet. And he had pictures all over the wall. So one one day, it was New Year's. We had went out to a strip club, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole night, I'm, I'm consistency. You know, we're just we're just socializing. And Little do I know, Shorty and my brother, Taiwan, they're recruiting girls. I'm like, what's going on? So Shorty's like, I just ordered a limo. I'm like, for what? We already have one. It's New Year's. We're partying, whatever. He's like, we're bringing back about nine girls. Oh, okay. All right. So we get back, and we go straight to this weight room. And I swear to God, Juice, Daryl pulls out a agility ladder. <laughs> and he's got. I don't know where this is going. He's got strippers doing the same agility <laughs> that we did every day. It was the funniest shit. Like he's like, working them out. Like a girl had like heels on, and she's like, "I'm like fuck, we gotta tape her ankles now." Like, she's she's trying to do the in and out. And like, and was he like serious? Was he like trying to? No, no, your form is wrong. And you're dead ass serious. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, dead ass serious. Shorty was like, hey, 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 elbows tight. <laughs> it was tryouts, Seth. Yeah, man. It was tryouts. You know, <laughs> that, that might be somebody. And, and Shorty, right there, he was single at that point. Yeah, right? and then, so he was looking for the misses. I think man, at that like, point. We, <laughs> That's one thing I liked about Daryl was that he was he was a spontaneous person like myself. Like at the spurt of a moment, you know, I remember one time he was just like, "Hey Debo, let's go to New York." I'm like, "When?" He's like, "Tonight." <laughs> okay. Nice. He's like, "I know, I know, I know you. I'll pay for it." Fuck, let's go. That's what's up. You know, he he just showed love like that. Yeah. And you know, as a young guy getting taken under the wing by a veteran, and, and a lot of people like my agent used to call me like, "Why are you hanging out with him?" I'm like, "Fuck, I don't know." Like. Yeah. Right. She showing me love. That's it. You know, and that's all it was. And you know, a lot of people will have their own ideas of of how we party and what we did. All I did was go party and have fun. 
That was it. That's what's up. Nothing man. more than that. Nothing more than drinking and just hanging out. I, I think you shit. both probably were in each other's life at the right time. At the right I mean? time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because be, he, something he, to be said for that. He really, you know, that he was the first person I talked about my adoption story and the abuse that I went through um, growing up in the foster care system. And then he was telling me that he was thinking about opening up a home in Davie for abused kids and, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, people that. When they get into the adoption system, once they turn 14, 15, it's meek. You know, it's like you right, usually who, want right. get, to get adopted between birth and maybe age five. Right. You know, when you become an early teen, you know, some of these kids are on their own. And we right. talked about a lot of trying right. to Right, and they get up. to a point where they, they where they time out and they're yeah. really on their own. Yeah, and then they're on their own. I mean, some of these kids have to grow up at 13. Yeah. So wow. that, that was one yeah, of the reasons why so we connected. That's heavy. And I know he built that big, uh, he had that playground at his house. Yeah. Juice, he had a playground. You could go to the park at Parkland. And it was cool. Right. Or you could go to this thing at Shorty's house, and it was like Central Park or something. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I, I wasn't around for the completion of it, but I was. I saw the blueprints, Man. and I saw all the things he did. I saw it was spectacular. And I he would bring sh- groups of kids out there. Yeah, he he would. Yeah, he, he, he had a heart like there. that. Good, that was man. cool. Good. I think he he must have grown up somewhere along the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, that yeah, was I a mean, critical moment. I think. I mean, we all know Shorty, and we all know the good side, the bad side, and we, you know, we have our own stories. But at the end of the day, we all grow up at some point, and I think that, like OJ said, that we came at a, a critical point in each other's lives. This is the Five Reason Sports Network, Miami Sports on Demand. We now have 13 podcasts in the network posting roughly 15 times per week, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. Plus, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more fresh content. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here's some of what you missed last week on 5 Reasons when they interviewed Brendan Tobin. I think he should get Biscayne Boulevard named after him. And I'm not talking just in front of the arena. I think all of it. I think for all he's done for this city, for all the feel good that he's given us, just do it now. Let's just change Biscayne Boulevard. It's a stupid name anyway. So when they're coming in and they're introducing, coming to you live from American Airlines Arena on Dwayne Wade Boulevard, who's going to say no to that? If you want to get involved as a sponsor or a contributor, reach out to us at number five reason sports on Twitter. And don't forget to punch five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. And that's a great segue. You talk about growing up. So, you know, at that point, you were the young guy. Yeah. And, and, you know, Juice, we've seen this. We've talked about it. Sometimes the young guys get attached to the wrong people. And it sounds like your agent had those concerns. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there were, there were other things that were important in the relationship that you guys had. Yeah. But then you ultimately became the veteran. Yeah. And uh, there was another guy that we have talked about and heard some great stories here in the fish tank, uh, a, a guy by the name of Matt Roth. Matt Roth. That, and, and you kind of took him under the wing, I under did. your wing. Like, you I know, did. As he was the young Debo at that he, point. He was. He was. When Channing, and we got Matt Roth, and, and, and Channing hashed on his rookie skit, um, that, was, that, <laughs> that had to have been the ballsiest thing I've ever seen. And doing it to Nick Saban, of all out of all people. people. Right. It's like, wow, I'll give you a lot of credit. But Channing, Channing was... Um, they were both like little. They came like as a pair, Channing and Matt. They were like little brothers to me. And and Matt Roth, obviously, because we spent most of our days in the D line room, um, teaching him things and just teaching him how I saw things. 
And at that point, we had gone to a 34 defense. So Matt Roth had to learn in and outside linebacker kind of at the same time. And it was like, I didn't appreciate the game until Nick Saban came. Actually, because lining up as a defensive end in a 4-3, you don't really see the whole field. Turn the corner and go. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you line up, you listen for trigger words from your linebackers. If you have to stun or blitz. And I was trying to teach Matt all these things. And we became real close. And so, interesting story. I'm at... Uh, I can't remember the name. Rustic Inn. There it is. Rustic Inn. I was at the Rustic Inn. Get some crabs. Yeah. I was at the Rustic Inn, and this couple, they were handing out flyers for Everglades tours. <laughs> okay. And so, I, naturally, I took one. I'm like, yeah, I want to check this shit out. I've been in Miami for a few years. I've never been to the Oh, Everglades. you've never been out there at that no. point? Okay. Nope. And so... I still haven't been out there. No? You've never been to the Everglades? No I've been, I've, I've you not, damn near live in the Everglades, I haven't been in one of them tours. No, no. Wow. I'm good. I'm good. Black people don't <laughs> fuck with the Everglades. <laughs> no. Drew's had a friend. He's telling me, I don't fuck with nature. Right, man. Growing up in Cleveland, growing up in Detroit, That's man, right. we don't know no. nothing about swamps. No. I tell my kids to this day, don't get in the water unless it has chlorine in it. That's probably good advice. So I take this guy's number. And I, me and my brother, we go on a tour. Fine. I, I thought it was cool. He took us at nighttime, mm. which is against the rules, apparently. Wait, who? This guy took you at yeah, night? Yeah, he took me. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, that's I'm, a whole different deal. Oh, you just told us you're an intelligent brother, man. I know, but I feel. I feel <laughs> Not a great decision maker, Juice. <laughs> just he's that's, a smart we did, guy. We did say I'll, that I'll too. fill you in. I, I brought my brother. It's it only one guy giving this tour. So I brought my brother, and I'm telling him, like, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. And I'll give you a description of this guy when I tell you about Matt. So we went out a couple times. We took some girls one time. Me and my brother went one time. And so, like, the third time. The tour was okay. We had a bye week. And I'm like, Matt, let's go to the Everglades. He's like, what do we do? I'm like, hey, we're going to go. I got a guy. He's my boy now. He's going to take us out. So we show up to the dock somewhere off of uh, Alligator Alley, somewhere by Weston. And we get out the car. I brought a case of Budweiser, like a 24-pack. All right, we got a cooler. We put it in the cooler. And the guy's getting ready. He's getting the boat ready. So he shows up. And what time of the day is it? This, this was like 730. It was, it was about to get dark. Sun's just going down. <laughs> So Matt Roth, I haven't told him about this guy. So we get there. The guy shows up. He's like 6'6". Six, six. He's bald head. He's got a rebel flag in his back pocket. Oh, boy. He's got cracker tattooed on his neck. Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I tried. And you went out to the Everglades yeah. at night with this guy. Seem, seem Multiple le- times. Seemed legit. He handed out, <laughs> seem legit. Seem he handed legit. out a flyer. He handed <laughs> out a flyer. <laughs> flyer. He handed out a flyer. a clan meeting flyer? What the hell? What? <laughs> so... So, hey, but, uh, hey, man, looks could be deceiving. The guy was cool as hell. Okay, right? don't so, judge a book by but, his cover. But, you know, Matt Roth, he oh, don't man. bite his tongue. So he shows up, and we, we're getting ready to get on the airboat, and Matt looks at his neck. And I'm dying laughing because I know Matt's going to let me have it. <laughs> so he's looking at me. He's doing like a double take, and he's looking at me like, you sure you want to get on this boat? I'm like, yeah, man, he's cool. He's like, Debo, he has fucking cracker tattooed on his neck. <laughs> Is he trying to say it like under his breath like the guy isn't listening? So I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah, I'm like, it's all right. It's all right. So we go out there. We had a great time. Knock back a few beers. The guy's snatching alligators out of the water. You know, with his hands, yeah, with his hands, but he, you know, the small ones, right? Oh, right, right, right. yeah. So it was like when they don't have parents, but out in the Everglades, (laughs) yeah, and (laughs) I'm gonna get bigger, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. ever. So, Juice, I know you've never been out there, but out in the Everglades, north of uh, I 75, they have these camps out there where these hunters go, they go hunting, and like they have these little camps on stilts, uh, and the water's only like four feet deep. 
So they have these stilts. and so the Full guy, of alligators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Water moccasins. Yeah, but th- this is how... It's okay, Seth. The guy, the guy told me it's okay. The guy told me the, the guy with the rebel me. flag yeah, and the said, cracker tattoo. He said, "Don't worry about it." He this. said, "It's cool." They're scared of me. Okay, I said, "Okay." So that made me feel calm. So we go, we go, <laughs> we go to these camps, wow. and we come across this huge camp out there. It's like everything is like just barn type, you know, just on stilts, raggedy wood. Everything's been beaten up from previous hurricanes, and we come across this one camp that looks like a nice townhouse. Like, I'm like, wow, out in the middle of the Everglades? And I don't know if this story is true, but the guy tells me, oh, that's Wayne Huizenga's camp. <laughs> you know what? Brand. Actually, I think he did have a place out there. Really? Yeah, I think Wayne had a place out there, and they would do, or he owned it. Yeah. I don't know who ran it, but there was a guy that used to support the, the Jason Taylor Foundation, and he said, hey, I want to get you out there, and you can bring the groups of kids, and it's it a great outing. And, yeah. It was that big. I've I heard mean, about that I mean, place. I thought the guy was bullshitting, but it was Wait, nice. Wait, so that you didn't believe, but everything else you took his word for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Go figure. Yeah. Right. So, so we, 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 we go out there, and then the guy pulls, they had like this helicopter landing pad. They had like a boat ramp. So the guy pulls the airboat up onto the boat ramp. And I'm like, Matt, let's just go check out what's in the house. So we snuck through a window. The door was locked. I don't know why the fuck. <laughs> wait a happened. minute. Wait a minute. So, wait a minute. We snuck through a window. <laughs> Breaking it <laughs> with, with the six, six dude, Matt Roth and yourself, yeah. went through a window oh, no, to I, get into I the place. I did. I went through the window. And, you, and I opened up the door. You let them, so they let said you the one brother the through the window right. in the Everglades. <laughs> That's how they rolled. <laughs> That's how they wrote. They set the brothers up, man. But I was already. And it seemed like it all checked out. I already had like seven, eight beers. I didn't, okay. I didn't care at that point. So I opened up the door. Debo? We're going through this house. We're just looking at shit. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. So we went out on like the porch and they had like a row of vertical PVC pipes, like maybe eight inch circumference. It, it was it was huge. I'm like, what are these for? So I go back in the house and I see a bunch of fireworks. Said, oh, so there's like these big bulbs. Oh, and man. Matt Roth was like, "You fucking throw them in, you light it, <laughs> and that's how they start." Matt started getting more comfortable. At this so point. I'm like, "Okay, so that's what we'll do." So I went and got a bulb from the house. I drop it in this PVC pipe, and the wick Whip. on this yeah. thing was like fucking 24 inches. So me, being being a tough guy, I light the wick, and that some bitch said, like I've never seen nothing that fast. Burned my whole hand up. The wow. Fu- the fireworks, boom. Like, it was it was JPP before JPP lost his oh, hand. It was like that. the fireworks goes up. My my hand is, is smelling. It's smoking. And I got, like, second-degree burns on my right hand. Oh, you got lucky. lucky you didn't you lose got your lucky, hand. bro. I'm so lucky. Man, I'm oh, so man. lucky. So, luckily. Messing with 6'6 six, six and Matt Roth. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, we had a bye week. And so... <laughs> The next day we go to practice and I got I got a fucking glove on in the meeting. Michael Jackson. I got I got gauze and, oh, and and I got ointment and I got a fucking Reebok glove <laughs> on my hand in the middle of the meeting and Matt Roth is just laughing the whole day. I'm like, man, you better shut up, man. We're gonna get, get trouble. trouble. He's like, he's just laughing. Everybody I don't know if Matt ever told the story, but I'm telling you now, that was the funniest. <laughs> Matt Ross story I have. So you still cool with the uh with six six? No, man, I haven't I actually did. I saw him at Home Depot one day I was in <laughs> getting there. some PVC. Was he passing <laughs> out flyers for Everglades tours? <laughs> no. And he and, and I'm like, hey man, like I wanted to go back out there. Right. And I'm like, hey man, you still do the tours? He's like, Yeah, but only during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Something must have happened, right? Like, <laughs> like he acts like he totally didn't know down. me. I'm like, 
You remember you used to take me out at like eight o'clock, and he was like, <laughs> I don't know what you're no, talking no. about. <laughs> I don't know what you're Man, talking about. <laughs> that would be a good story. We want to know what changed his mo. Yeah, something happened. I don't know. Uh, oh, and, and, but probably you and the fucking fireworks. <laughs> yeah, Breaking into Wayne Heisinger's house. That's yeah, what it was. Probably. Sorry, Wayne. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, Craziness. Man. So you talked about you know going to the meeting. You know, you had to buy a week and you had gauze <laughs> on your hand. Yeah. But you also alluded to earlier about, about the ACL. Uh-oh. You know? But let's talk a little bit about the ACL. You did it, you said, around... Curious injuries, Drew. When did you say you did it? Around July? Yeah. And you played June, around th- June, June. And you played yeah, at Thanksgiving. June, like the end of June, I tore my ACL. And you played on Thanksgiving. I had, July, July, I had a surgery July 8th and I played on Thanksgiving. Well, t- talk to me. <clears throat> supposedly, yeah. when I was, you know, I'm such a huge fan of the squad. <laughs> I wasn't with them at that point. But supposedly, you jumped off a ladder and that's how it happened. Yeah. Now, what year was this? 03 ish. 03 ish. 03 ish. Yeah, it was so, early. So, so Debo, yeah. what's the real story? The real story. <laughs> All right, so what? You mean you didn't jump off the ladder? <laughs> Fuck no, man. <laughs> I, I'm more athletic than that. <laughs> but since we're here, all right, so the story was that I was changing a light bulb at home, and uh, I was on a high ladder, and I jumped off, and then I twisted my knee in a funny way. Here's the real story. I had a motorcycle, and I, I didn't care. Like, now, was I, this like a Harley? Or no, was no, this... no. It was a, it was one a fast one. Ninja, one of fast It was boys. a Ninja. It was like a 900 series. Um, It was a fast bike. But I used to drive it to practice. And like, I never understood. People was like, you're not supposed to do that. It's in your, your contract. I'm like, I didn't read the fucking contract. <laughs> <laughs> I just signed it. So, Another wise decision. So, you know, it was like, it was a standard contract. I mean, everybody signed it. I'm like, Okay, so I'm I drive my bike to practice. So I drove it every day. That was like that was my thing. But I didn't, you know, being fairly new to South Florida, not realizing that it rains every day at some point. So I was getting ready to move into a house. Me and my brother, we rented a house and we were getting ready to start buying houses. Uh, oh, I was getting ready to start buying houses. <laughs> Your brother was gonna be with yeah, you yeah, when you bought houses. That, that motherfucker ain't work yet. So <laughs> I was getting ready to go to a house. And I was going to look at it, and he was trailing me in my car because I had some buddies in town from back home that I grew up with. So they were driving the car. I was riding my bike. And so me, I was doing wheelies. So I was in the neighborhood, and I popped a wheelie. You know, if you pop a wheelie on a bike, you start off in one, and then you hit it, and you pop it straight up. And what happened was I started off in second instead of first, and it popped. And I I stood straight up vertical. But the bike just kind of took off on me. I, I hit the accelerator too hard, and it kind of did one of these deals where it came up. So instead of hanging onto the bike, I just jumped off. But as I jumped off, I'm going like 25 miles an hour. My knee popped, and I fell down on the pavement. I scratched my whole – it was my left side. I scratched my whole left side up. And I didn't think nothing of it. Like, I thought I hurt my knee. There was a landscape guy in the neighborhood. He was like, oh, no, papi, papi, you okay? I'm like, hey, man. I said, my bike's fucked up. So he put it on the back of his trailer, drove it to my garage. I jumped in the car, and me and my brother and my boys, we went to go look at this house. And the next day, my knee was the size of a balloon. I got, goddamn. So I go in the training room, and... uh they did the test with my knee. Who'd you go see? Who was it? KO. KO. Okay. Yeah, KO and Troy. <laughs> did a little knee test. And, and I love those guys to death. But I went to go see Caldwell, and Caldwell came back with the news. Tore your ACL. How'd you do it? I told him I jumped off of a, jumped off of a ladder. And all the road rash on the whole left side of your and body. That, How that, was you... enough, that was enough. I was going to loop. Like, How I do you explain that? And I didn't because I went to, to get surgery. And so they're like stripped down to the gown. 
I got a long sleeve t-shirt on. Sticking to your body. Of Juice, I'm trying, I'm trying to have surgery with a long sleeve t-shirt on. <laughs> the nurse So you're trying to hide it. Yes. And the, the nurse, the nurse was like, Can you take uh I said, nah, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm comfortable in my t-shirt. Yeah, so, so is that bacteria. Like up to, you know, when a doctor gives you the count countdown from ten, I think up to the point where he said countdown. I had that long sleeve T shirt. <laughs> they cut that thing right off. Yeah, of man, they took it off. But you know, it it was one of those deals, man. Where I ended up getting screwed. I should have just told the truth to begin with because they didn't pay me. I had to go twelve games without a paycheck, which was probably one of the hardest things to go through. Because um, even look, the ladder would be a non football injury. Right? Yeah, right. non football injury, and a lot of guys were just like, "Hey, you should have just walked into the building and just." Say you turned it. No, I'm just falling down. I don't, I don't roll like that. Like so you did a ladder instead. You thought the ladder was a better yeah, idea. I, I mean, it was <laughs> doing it on premise. I knew that the ladder wasn't in the contract. Wasn't in the contract. So yeah, that that's what happened, man. And, and it was one of those deals I had to learn from. Twelve yeah. games, and I was rehabbing my ass. That's a, that's a big. That's a big hit. Twelve games. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. when you're looking for a house at that point. Yeah, and and yeah. you you only get paid during the season. Right. So I mean, when I start, I had surgery July eighth. I had to go back a week later because I was allergic to the dissolvable stitches. So they had to oh, cut wow. me open again. So I was rehabbing, rehabbing, and and then KO and Troy and Ben, those guys did a great job of rehabbing me. They were saying, you know, it's fixed, it's fixed, it's fixed. So I rehabbed my ass off, and I was able to play four games at the end of the season. That right. same year? That same year. Were you drinking that deer antler spray? No, I no. mean, that, you know, <laughs> torn ACL in June I, I, because and played four games? Yeah, because I, I grew up in the era where, you know, if you told Man. yourself you could do something, you could do it. And it was, a lot of people said the injury takes a year, and Troy and Sometimes KO. too. Yeah. yeah, and Troy and those guys was like, it's fixed. It's fixed. Get your girth up on your quad, get every all your muscles back to the size. And I rehabbed my ass off. And I told him, I said, I need to play something. Right. Because I'm not getting the check. And so I was able to play four games. I got a sack at the, against the Jets and nice. towards the end of the season. So that kind of made everything better. But you know, Debo, there's a difference between hurt and injured, man. You were you were injured though. Yeah, I was Big injured, time. but but I you know, I come from the era where you, you have to practice to yeah. play. You know, mm-hmm. and coming from being a fifth round pick and, you know, getting drafted by the Denver Broncos who had just won the Super Bowl, you know, there was a way to do things and I, you know, rookies had to earn your stripe, and I still had that mentality that no matter what the circumstances were, I was going to be out there practice playing. I don't, I don't believe in pulling fingers and missing right. days of practice, or even a sprained ankle. Like I would go out there just for walkthroughs, and I got to do something. And I think that's the point about you joined a championship team. Yeah, that, that tells you how they got to that point. Yeah. because nowadays there are a lot of guys that that won't get on the field hurt. Yeah. You know, injury's different. I get that. Yeah. But some guys won't get on the field when they're hurt. Yeah. Like hurt is it's a whole. I don't know, man. Like, guys miss days for things that I can't even imagine. Oh, man. You know, I, I, I backed up Bill Romanowski, who I think one of the toughest guys to ever played the game. Shannon Sharp, those guys at Denver, Terrell Davis, those guys had a standard to practice. Yeah. And they, ne- they never miss practice. I mean, practice with the Denver Broncos was almost harder than the game at times. And so I always carried that with me. Josh Darrow here, host of the Five Rings podcast, where it's always a cane sting on the Five Reasons Sports Network. What are we about? pretty easy i want to tell stories and i want to share the journey for the players and coaches past and present affiliated with the university of miami take manny diaz he grew up in miami he grew up going to the orange bowl it was you know it was all those 1980s teams you know that that's where it all started for me and just just the style of play and 
and really it was it really took hold when Jimmy Johnson was here you know sitting there in the Orange Bowl in 86 when we're whipping Oklahoma and just you know what I mean just just speed and then violence you know what I mean it, it, it you know we're not only you know you know Nebraska it was a changing of college football it's those kind of memories we want to share with you listen subscribe rate review we appreciate the support the five rings podcast where it's always a cane sting and we're always a part of the five reasons sports network and then when you shifted into from you know your playing career into your coaching career was that a difficult thing for you to see players then you know as uh, and look I'm, I'm sure there were guys who didn't practice you know everyone talks about in our day in our day but there was clearly there was a general level of toughness and a mindset that that maybe has changed was that difficult for you as a Big guy who and I had to bite my tongue. Uh, my first year coaching, I was with the Dallas Cowboys. And I was there for a year. And, you know, we'd have staff meetings every day. And the trainer would come up and give the injury report. And I would just roll my eyes at some of the <laughs> shit I heard. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? How many days is he going to be out? But, you know, being an intern coach and starting off new, I, I had to bite my tongue. I never said anything to anybody. But I think the unspoken truth was that we all knew that some of the injuries were just bullshit. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah. earlier in, in the conversation, Man. Juice, we talked about it. Well, you, you just made reference to you were more athletic than that, right? And uh, <laughs> and you talked about playing basketball at Michigan. Yeah. So, uh, but, you, but you said that when you got there, your goal was always to get to the NFL. Yeah. So where did basketball fit in your life early? And and then I think we can transition into some stories about some hoops here in South Florida, maybe at Juice's Court. Oh, yeah. Because there's some good stories. Well, I, I started off, I've, I was always, you know, being a Detroit kid, basketball is, growing up in Detroit, you bowl, play basketball, football is kind of like third. Bowling is first? Yes. Juice, man. What else are you going to do up in Detroit, <laughs> Oh, man? oh yeah. You might have been well, okay I, in Detroit. I, I Juice. Have you bowled in Juice's bowling tournament? No, he but will this year. Well, yeah, yeah, man. That, we, what, you just... we used to we used to bowl on Wednesday night, and I have a true story. I don't know if Juice remembers this, but Juice walked into the bowling alley. I was there. We gave each other, you know, what's yeah. up? What's up? Was someone carrying his ball, the bag? Watch yourself. <laughs> <them. Watch laughs> and I had a. I don't know if Juice remembers this. I had a seven ten split showing, and Juice comes in. He's talking shit. He's like, "I bet you can't get that." I said, "Watch this." Sure enough, I rolled that some bitch down there, right, slightly left of the seven pin. And it, Kicked over and knocked the ten pin down. I don't remember that, but that's a <laughs> of hell course, of, of course, you were the only. Nah, you were the, I don't remember the that. Only one to ever see me pick <laughs> up a seven ten split, and he won't verify. He it. won't verify it. Well, then I think you, you absolutely it. have you to have, be. You have to be in the event, then. And we'll see if we can uh, oh, make yeah. it happen. When's the event, Juice? President's Day weekend, February 17th. I'm there. Let's put it. Let's put yeah. it in the phone. February yeah. 17th. Yeah. Put it on the calendar. That's right. So that's right. so bowling. Bowling, basketball. basketball. So were you better at bowling, basketball, football. or football? You know, that's a hard question. Each sport was different to me. I like bowling because of the individuality. And, you know, if you fucked up, it was your fault. I like basketball because I just like dunking on people. Mm -hmm. And I like football because I like to hit people. So e each sport had its own <laughs> positive. So I, I wanted to be a basketball player. If I would have grown three or four more inches, I probably would have gravitated towards basketball so and and when you say that look you play defensive end and defensive ends come in all shapes and sizes yep Debo comes walking in juice he probably don't even look like a traditional defensive end he's got his, his shoulders looks like he's a swimmer right, <laughs> right <laughs> he, got, he right. got that box you know that that spongebob shoulder thing going on take a shot oh, God. hey man you're in, you're in the tank you're in the tank <laughs> you called me at fucking seven o'clock now you take a shot <laughs> This guy. This guy. Well, now you're here. I wasn't saying that to you at seven o'clock. 
And, and, you know, again, we had the tall, lanky guys. We had, you know, Debo had a different deal. But then he said he played. I was like, this guy played basketball at Michigan. It wasn't like you just right. played I never right. got on the court. That was the thing. Yeah, but you were on the squad. Yeah, I was there. I, I practiced, and, and it was one of those deals. But I had, unfortunately, gotten kicked out of school before it could Before all. you got a chance to get a shot. Yeah, on. before I got, yeah, got a got shot. got on that uniform. <laughs> yeah. But then we saw him on the court. Do you yeah. remember the first oh, time yeah. you ever played with Debo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Ball. You say you like to hit people on the football field. Physical. Physical, man. Physical. He, he, he was a combination of foot basketball. <laughs> basketball. <laughs> basketball. 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 <laughs> I was but, always a physical kid, though. But you I know was. what? The thing about it is, though, Seth, I think that that's really big-time basketball. Yeah, it's true. Big-time basketball is physical. It yeah. really is. And we, we are out there finessing it, you know, calling little touch fouls. Yeah, crying over crying that Crying over stuff. that. And, and I know really, I was. Yeah. Hey, don't <laughs> yeah. touch me, man. This is, this is basketball. Don't touch me. So that's that was the difference, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I, I got one speed, man. And it's like, you know, like you alluded to earlier, wild child. I was a wild child in everything that I did. And uh, playing basketball was no different. I, I, want, I was a competitor, and I wanted to win. And so sometimes I did play a little hard now. I was I'm I'm the old guy now at the park with the high socks fouling the <laughs> shit out of people with knee, knee braces. On. Game has changed. No, the game, game is like it's the, outside only. Yeah, yeah, the game, the game, game, yeah, perfect game. <laughs> but no in those days, Juice, I, I mean, I'd never saw anyone attack the rim the way the way no. Debo would. And you what you were? I think he broke my rim. I, th- I did. You were the one that broke yeah. my rim. Yeah. He dunked on it. Yeah. And it you had to break away rims. Up. It wouldn't go back up. That's you did right. That. That's right. I remember Damn, that. Damn, Debo. I, did, I remember that. That, that Ooh, turned the whole right. thing into a half court game for a while. <laughs> that was, hey, man. And, and I never, you know, coming down here, right? I'm coming from Green Bay, and everyone in the offseason goes to OJ's house. Like, I had never been part, and I've listened to a previous podcast. I've never seen a team that was more family-oriented than we were. Even in the Denver Broncos coming off of a Super Bowl, everyone kind of had their own deal, mm-hmm. you know. And going to Green Bay, everyone kind of had their own deal. And then coming down here, and I saw that everyone did stuff together. Like, we would go to Gatsby's, right. play pool, right. meeting up at OJ's house on Saturday. If I could make it from that Saturday, yeah, the, that from, Friday night. From lunch that, that the previous night. day. From, <laughs> from lunch. From, <laughs> from lunch with Shorty. Yeah, from lunch with Shorty <laughs> on Friday night. But, yeah, man, go, going to OJ's, you know, he had a full court speaker system, pool, like, you know, sometimes. Gazebo. You know. It, yeah, it was cool. It, it would be girls out there sometimes. It's like everybody brought some a female companion or two to watch the game. I was going hard. It was just girls watching. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That, that, that made it more competitive. Yeah, man. And it, it, it was, man, that was the most fun. I've had That's down here up, <laughs> until you broke the damn rim. Yeah, we talk about <laughs> we talk me- about memories being triggered. You had to bring that shit up. I didn't realize he was the guy who did it though. Yeah, but I'm but, not surprised. So uh, the first time I saw Debo play, because JT and I would play all the time. And you know, my home court, uh, if it wasn't at OJ's house, was Plantation Central Park. Oh, mm-hmm. Central Park with yeah. those double rims that I swear to goodness had to be ten and a half feet high. Yeah. Not because I could ever touch even a 10-foot rim, but, you know, it would mess up my jumper a little bit. But I'd go out there, and look, when I walk out to on a basketball court, I'm not the most imposing guy, <laughs> not the first guy that gets picked up. I definitely got to fight for my, you know, for, for my respect on that court. But I show up with JT, and he's like, hey, Debo's going to come out and play. I'm like, Debo? He goes, Debo's coming out to play. Yep. So we pick up two other dudes. It really didn't matter at that point. Right. Right. It didn't matter. <laughs> right. We ran that court all night until they were ready to go home. Right. And Debo, you know, JT plays physical. We, all, we know those stories. We've talked about those stories. He's not giving up a call nope. and clearly athletic. But this dude ran up and down the court and lived on that rim and, I mean, just attacked the hell out of that rim. 
And I, you know, nobody fouled me the whole night. Right? No, I didn't no. get touched the whole right. night. Those those were the days, man. It, they it, were. And it was like, I'm like, Seth, just throw the bitch up. Right? Yeah, that was it. Just That's throw it. it up. I don't care where it is. I'll get it, and I'll slam it. And my, <laughs> I wanted to catch somebody slipping and just dunk on them all the time. That was my thing. <laughs> even, even at OJ's house, I, I want to catch somebody slipping right. and just dunk on somebody. That, that I mean, that was fun. Playing with JT. aggressive. You know, I knew early on, you know, you you don't think about Hall of Fame when you're 22. And it's like, you just saw it. You just saw it. And, and, you know, we talk about the top, you know, five to play at Juice's house. I mean, JT hated to lose. Like, I got a, a story about JT and his competitiveness. And, you know, it kind of dwindled down to me. And it's like, you learn as you go from different people. Like, I coach high school football, but I tell my kids all, all the time, like, I'm coaching you. Jason Taylor's coaching you. Zach Thomas is coaching you. Keith Trailers is coaching you. Bill Romanowski. Like, these are all experiences that I've had that I'm giving to you. And Good me and JT were so competitive that, you know, at the end of at practice, we do the two-minute drill. And at some point, the offense is trying to kill the clock without timeouts. So the quarterback would take a half a step back and spike the ball. And the offensive line wouldn't do shit. They would just let us go free. So... One day, me and JT are watching film, and I'm like, I think it hit the foot of an offensive lineman and kind of bounced up. And I'm like, Clarence Brooks, rest in peace. I'm like, CB, isn't that – Clarence a, Brooks was a defensive line yeah, coach. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, isn't isn't that a fumble? He was like, I don't know. I have to check the rules. So me and JT was like, if we come off this ball at a knife angle and try to get our hand underneath it and let it pop up, the other one would catch it. And score. <laughs> it's like a little, volley, a little dig in volleyball. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly wow. what we thought we could do. And for years, every time we did two minutes, we would try to come off the ball and try to get a hand underneath it, and the other one would try to catch it. And then we got older. We split up. I go to New York. JT's in Washington, and we're talking pregame one time. I'm like, JT, you still think you could get around that corner and get that ball? He's like, fuck no, man. We're too old now. <laughs> things changed a little Th- bit. Things changed good. a little bit. Those joints weren't as flexible. That's awesome, man. So, always competing, though. Yeah, always, always. Always. So, Juice, how great is this? You know, when you got a guy who's actually listening to the podcast, we well, don't even have to lead him into the segments. You mentioned top five. Top five. Uh, so let's talk about it. Top five. I wouldn't include myself in the top five. Because First guy not to. Right. I don't play defense. No, Zach didn't include himself. You don't I, play defense? I, I, I mean, I don't. Look, I'll play defense. You don't care to play defense. When when the game's on the line, I'll play defense. Right. Early in the game, I just want to get dunks and, and block <laughs> and, you know, maybe catch somebody slipping. So you can't be on your top I, five. I, I will not. You know, being a high school coach now and I preach defense, 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 I will, I will mm, not I respect allow that. myself to be a hypocrite in the sense. So – I would pick OJ as my point. And a lot of people are like, oh, we don't pick OJ, but here's why. OJ has some big-ass dogs. (laughs) That's one reason. Yes, he does. That's one reason. And I saw them Rottweilers, and it was like, he would say they were friendly, but like if the Rottweiler, if if the dog sensed that you were scared, they would punk you. And so I was, like, walking around, and OJ, oh, Debo, he's not going to bite you. And I remember going in Juice's house one time, and I think his living, his living room was sunken, if, if I can remember. Correct. Yeah. It was like you had to take steps down, and I was just walking around the living room. I think I was getting something to drink. And the dog was just walking around, and, like, I felt something tugging on my, my shoulder. And naturally, I just kind of brushed it. I'm like, the fuck is that? And, like, the dog saw him, and I, was, and I jumped. I was like, oh, shit. And then the dog looked at me like, what's the deal? <laughs> And so I, 
I was like walking out of the house and he's he's like following me the whole day. I'm like, Juice, man, get this dog, man. He's like, oh, he ain't gonna do nothing. I said, this dog is punking the shit out of me right now. Oh, yeah. So, been there. So, 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 OJ, so OJ's my starting just point. Just for, for dog control. Yeah, the dog's not around anymore, man. You can, you can, you can change it now if you want. Okay, but still. <laughs> Here's the other reason why OJ knew his rims. He had a shot on that bitch. I, he could shoot from Kajana's house. And <laughs> had he, to half the time because that's where the balls were kicked yeah, over. Yeah, JT kicked the bitch over there. But <laughs> Every time. OJ knew. OJ just knew. And I'll go with my era of players. I'll, I'll take JT in no particular position or order. I'll take JT because if I knew, if, what were we going to, 15? 12. 12. Mm-hmm. I knew that if the game was 11-11, JT was going to cry about it and right. fuss about oh, it it's and gonna fight be... about it, and we right. were going to win. So, I'll tell so, you. So, JT's on the team. JT's a, he's a great competitor, rebounder, did all the work in the paint. He did all that. So, you want him at the four or the five? Uh, I'll, no I'll, particular position. No particular position. Well, we'll put, him in, we'll put him in one and move him once you pick your full uh, squad. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, good. I'll take, and I'll, I'll take next uh, in no particular position order. Pat Sertan. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a good choice. He talked a lot of shit. And I'm I'm with anybody who talks a lot of shit. If you know me. You got to be able to play. From when I. Oh, he could. He could Pat could. Well, yeah, he could play. play. Pat's Pat on play. my top Pat five. Could, yeah, Pat, Pat could play. play. You know, sure. and, and we talked smooth a lot of shit. Smooth out there, yeah. Yeah, Pat was smooth. He would talk shit. Really smooth. And it was funny. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Like, he, they would talk shit and it would just be like you couldn't even finish the game because it was funny. Um, Aronde. Okay, OG. Ar- yeah, Juice. He he got to be in it, Juice, yep. because OG was just he had the biggest hands, and it was Man. like it was just one of those deals where there was a loose ball. OG was gonna get it, and he was he was a high a highly competitive guy. I'm, I'm putting a highly competitive guys, and he played some defense. Now here's my sleeper, Chris Chambers. Chambers, yeah, yep. CC. Nobody has mentioned Chris Chambers. This guy, I I think he's the only guy that could probably touch. Well, I, I heard Dixon, yeah. Or, or no, we had a. Uh, uh, Who was it? The guy that kicked the backboard, Corey. Yeah, the kicked guy that kicked the backboard, Corey. Corey yeah. Chris Chambers was up there. Chris had Chris, easy he hops. He was so yeah. smooth. Easy It was almost hops. too easy, wasn't it? Was way too easy. Chris was so smooth with his game. He played at Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, it's funny nobody has mentioned him. It's true. Yeah. I, I think mean, OG took some shit for that, by the yeah. way. <laughs> no, man, Chris, Chris had a great game. And, yeah. You know. That's it, a nice squad right there. And I, can't, I might not, two, you know, I'm, three, I'm not going to get a shot off, yeah. though, but that's okay. Oh, you're a distributor for sure. <laughs> that's that's what I like things. about I mean, it, you got you got Juice and Pat shooting threes, JT and Aronde, and Chris just Smashing down. Slashing. Now, I'll come you should off, be all, yeah, okay. I'll come off the bench and I you, you know, throw it off the backboard, throw it off the side of the backboard, throw it off the doghouse, throw it off the Don't DJ, throw it off the doghouse. Throw it off the DJ booth. Don't do that. I'm going to get it. That's the thing about it, though. You look at it, man. Most football players can hoop. Yeah. Most of them can hoop. Most of them, like Most you talk about, didn't yeah. get tall enough. Right. Didn't grow enough, you know. Right. But man, with some great games out there. I remember the one time when Scottie Pippen came out there and he thought he was gonna just come out there and just be easy. Yeah. No, nah, we fucking get nah, out there. Nah, 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 nah. It was a good one. We get out It there. was a good one for sure. We get out there. Good stuff, man. That's a great team right there. That is a good squad. That might be, we'll have to compare them. Yeah. But that might be, well, I know it's going to be Zach's because he's got Jason Cole at the two. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Cole. That was a great story. <laughs> fucking Jason Cole. I'm Central like, Park. I you would never thought that Jason Cole could shoot like that. Shoot he could shoot. Shoot the J. Shoot it like Prince. But still. Yeah, apparently he can. <laughs> but still, man. But still. Well, Debo, thank you so much, man, for diving into the tank. And not just diving into the tank, but doing so on not even a day's notice. Right. Not even like a day's notice. An hour's stuff, notice. Man. We know that you've got, obviously, a family man. you got some coaching responsibilities Yeah, today. shout out to Doral Academy Firebirds, That's head coach, up. Jay Stewart. 
defensive coordinator, yours truly. Nice. So we, you guys we had a hell of a season last year. We did. We went to the third round of the playoffs, and unfortunately, I lost again to fucking Jason Taylor. So, <laughs> but we weren't. We, we were never supposed to be there. Like, like we we totally overachieved, and our team bought in to a system that I thought would be best suited for high school, and, and they played their asses nice. off. And, and we overachieved, and we had fun uh, doing it. Only losing two games, so I'm happy about that. It was a great season. I know you're about to embark on, a, on another one, so we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Really appreciate you coming in here. Shout out to all of our partners that support the Fish Tank, and hopefully we can have you back in another time. Anytime. Just give me more than 30 minutes. <laughs> you got it. Thanks for diving in, d Thanks, Juice. Appreciate it. Salah. D. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Fans with attitude, okay. we dive up in them that fish Celebrate big or cry hard. Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard. Old school, a new school, mix it in. Feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players, no secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie. Bringing up stars we never heard to the public. Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about the fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive, dive in. Fish tank. Go get your aqua orange. Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rockin' with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank. Don't ever add a cookie, but the devil in the kitchen.